Please listen carefully. Hi, I'm Paul Fields. I'm Dave Guzman. And welcome to Practical Bass, where each week we take an issue of interest to you, the working bass player, and we sort of take it apart and look at it from a lot of different directions and a lot of different aspects. Dave and I bring our own experiences as bass players to this podcast, but we also really like to hear from you, the listeners, about your experiences, and we really encourage you to share those with us. One place you can do that with us is via our Facebook group, Practical Bass. Uh, We have a page and a group that are linked, and we invite you to come join the community there and talk to us about the podcast, talk to us about ideas that you have for future episodes, questions that you would like answered advice that you would like passed on. If you want to email us instead, you can do that as well. Just email podcast at practicalbase.com. You can visit our website, of course, at practicalbase.com, and you can use the contact form there if you prefer. And that goes right to me and Dave. We read everything that we get. We also have some other resources there on the site. Of course, there's the archives of all of our past episodes, But you can also find information on how to subscribe to the podcast, which we hope you will do after you have heard this episode or others if you haven't done so already. So we encourage you to do that. Um, Today, we're going to talk about an interesting topic, Uh, one one that's a little provocative, Hmm. uh, security and safety at gigs. It's always always sort of a touchy topic. Yeah. Um, Dave, what is an unsafe situation that you have been in at a gig? I th- I think there are a few. <laughs> more than one. There may be more than one. <laughs> Possibly. And so this one that I'm going to give, this one's going to be, um, I had, I had to figure out which one was like sort of in the middle. Yeah. Audience appropriate. Audience appropriate, but dangerous illus- enough. Yeah. Dangerous enough and illustrative. So yes, yeah, so I was playing, uh, this was maybe two or three years ago. I was at a, at a, an outdoor venue kind of middle of the summer, super hot. Yeah. The venue was outdoors. Uh, not a big crowd, you know, uh, right around like the 50, right? 50 people and kind of like a, a, a you know, a shirt and shoes optional. Yeah. Like an easygoing courtyard or beach or something right. like that. Also like a, a bring your own kind of like, Come with your cooler. Oh, BYOB. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Just didn't know what I was getting into. And uh, was it a private party or was this a. It's kind of private. Yeah. It was like a membership type place. It was, it was almost like a kind of campsite slash golf community. Okay. This this wasn't a sex club then. (laughs) (laughs) No, didn't go that way. Okay. All right. Just making sure. I mean, I don't know. Maybe it did. I don't. I wasn't there for afterward. It's possible, <laughs> you didn't right? Stick around to find out what happened. Okay. Yeah, I kind of knew because by the time, like, once I started loading, like around six, six or seven p.m., it was like I was having conversations with some folks, and I was already picking up like, oh, it's been a long day for for these yeah, people already. Yeah. yeah. Like they've already been at it. Things are winding down. Things are winding up. Oh. Okay. It's like different. It's oh. like they've been they've been taking them back. They're like, this is, oh, you this know. this is the BYOB coming, the yeah, BYOB this is like, chickens coming home right. to roost. This is like partying. This is the, the hour they've all been waiting for, you yeah, know. People from, have been drinking. Yeah. And, 
Now they're really going to start drinking. Yeah. And so the place gets like, you know, it's a, 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 you know, it's like kind of like this pavilion area and they're all like packed under and it's, you know, it's kind of cool. It's okay. Ish. And, uh, but there was a couple that were basically like not happy at all with the music that we were playing. Oh, they just didn't like the music, the group. Like they're just, yeah. It wasn't the quality of, it was like, they didn't like the songs we were playing. Yeah. Which is really tough to deal with as a band. These are the songs. You're this like, is these what are we the got. songs. This is what like, we do. Hey, we have like, you know, 50 to 75 songs. That's all we got. Sorry. You know? And, um, uh, I don't know. There was like a, like at the end, right at the end of one set, there was like a little scuffle. And then one of my bandmates, I think might've commented back. Yeah. Like if you don't like it, then just go or something like that. Oh yeah. Like in, in other words, an ungenerous comment. <laughs> yeah. All I know is that set break, like I feared my life. Oh. Like this guy was not small. He was big. Yeah. He was not in a solid state of mind. They were talking about pulling out guns. He was like ready to like get at it. And uh, I had to calm the situation down because I'm like the the mediator. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I like dialed that back, and then uh, I realized there are just some some gigs I just don't like. I shouldn't be at. Yeah, there's some you just got to pull the plug or yeah, you know, just be super cautious, super careful. So that's one, you know, and 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 maybe have more songs in your playlist. So if they don't like that, like play songs they do like. Yeah. If you're in that situation. Have a few in your pocket. Have a few in your pocket. You can take out yeah, yeah. like crazy things that yeah. you wouldn't otherwise do. Yeah. Rawhide. <laughs> yes, we do do Freebird. Okay. Here we go. How about you? Yeah, I'm I'm sure you have a story or two. I yeah. Well, a few. I mean, so the incident I remember that sticks out of my mind just, you know, from a security standpoint was you know, we had done a gig um, at a music hall. It, mm -hmm. it was is a pretty cool place, a pretty cool like concert joint, and we had loaded most of the heavy stuff into the van at that point. And the rest of the band was sort of inside. You know, they're they're schmoozing, they're right. you know talking to people and hanging out and whatnot. And um, our instruments and stuff were still inside, like basically our personal effects. Like we hadn't, we usually brought those out last right you know, after everything else was done we'd sure you know move those in last and i went out i can't remember what it was i think i found like i don't know it was either a bag or something that i you know was doing a idiot check around the stage and found something that was like a oh i need to grab that that's one of our stands or something like that yeah you know i went out to the van and i i go out the you know, the backstage door or whatever mm -hmm. the van's parked in the alley you know next to this place and right you know, i open up and there's this guy there, like, like case in the van. And I mean, it was yeah. not subtle. It wasn't like he was sauntering by giving it a look. I mean, he's up against the van, you know, right. with, you know, he's got his, right. you know, his, he's got his hand up, you know, to his forehead, you mm. know, looking in the shaded windows of the van, trying to figure out like what's inside. Oh, he's, he was just checking out your odometer to see how many miles you had on it. Yeah. So he could give you a good offer for the van. Cause he really liked the van. Actually that crossed my mind that it, right. that was the second right. thing that crossed my mind was that he wanted to, he wanted to buy it. He wanted to yeah. give you an offer. Yeah. So that was, 
not cool. Yeah, and he right. saw me in the court, and he kind of like, oh, uh, hey, are you, are you guys in the band? I'm like, yeah, yeah. Uh-huh. He's like, oh, is this your stuff? I'm like, yeah. Yep. He's like, uh, oh, cool, all right. And then he just kind of like walks up, and he walks off really fast, and like <laughs> looks back at me, and then like you know, rounds the corner or whatever. Right. And I'm like, I opened the stage door and I yelled for like one of my buddies, in the band to like come out and just yeah. camp with me by the van. Right. You know? And, and see, and I, I think that's, it's, it's funny because we, you know, we look at the safety and security there. There are definitely multiple aspects of it. Right. So yeah. Yeah. There's like security of yourself, your, your, there's security of your bandmates, of your gear, um, just so many, uh, you know, so many different angles of yeah. that, that we just have to be, you know, I think as any gigging musician, you just find yourself in, you know, just different situations that are yeah. not your average, you know, nine to five kind of situations. You're going to, yeah, you're going to be in places and in situations that you don't run into, you know, right. like the other 99% of you know, citizens Life. don't, <laughs> they don't deal with that. I mean, yeah. I don't know, maybe in a few places like <laughs> certain Walmarts or something like sure, that, I guess. Sure. But yeah. And, you know. and it's funny because, you know, before we started this recording, Paul and I were laughing about kind of just realizing that as gigging musicians, you really do like you hold this sort of double life. Yeah. And you balance that out and, and you do it like with a, with a level of like respect about how, how you approach it and, and ways that you're like careful about it. But you, you do have to kind of put on this costume of like, yeah, like I go to my nine to five, I do this. And then, then I'm a rock star. Yeah. And I'm yeah. playing at this dive joint or whatever. Right. Right. This place that otherwise I wouldn't be caught dead in, but right. That's places paying good money for, you know, live music and whatnot. Right. Right. Yeah. And that's, you know, that that's part of it. And so. you, yeah. And you, and you kind of, you know, you put yourself in situations sometimes that are, you know, they're not what you would find in other workplaces, right? Like every workplace has, you know, safety regulations or right. things that apply. And, right. you know, that's really not any different than if you go to a, you know, whether you go to a concert hall or a, or a pub or whatever, of course, you know, those are workplaces for people yeah, and they have, they're regulated as well. Right. Right. But, you know, nights get, you know, <laughs> get late that's and- right. You know, there's booze flowing and whatnot, and, you know, that kind of changes the equation from what you're going to run across in, like, an office or, you know, a restaurant during the day or, you know, or some, you know, a a construction site or whatever, you know, you're doing during the day. Like, it completely changes the tenor of what's going on. And Yeah, you kind of end up sometimes just by the nature of the the job, you end up, like, on that the outskirts of like yeah. those rules. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. And, and that's when you have to be, you know, I think that the main thing is you have to be more attentive mm-hmm. to your environment. You know, when you go into work normally, you kind of know what to expect there because, you know, you're, you've been to that building a hundred times, you go to it every single day and you probably could, you know, sleepwalk or, you know, be blindfolded, find your way to your desk, the cafeteria, whatever, cause you've done it, you know, yeah. a million times. Right. You know, but you're not at some of these venues, you know, more than, you know, once, maybe a couple times a year, or in some cases, maybe once a month, if you have a resident, you know, residence type gig or something like that. That's right. But yeah, I mean, you have to be careful. So, you know, the, I don't know, there are a few things that occur to me to, 
you know, kind of like apply to the personal security, which is you know, that navigation thing, right? The blindfolding. You're, right. you're not going to be in a place where you really know the environment necessarily that well. That's so right. you should be aware of the structure that's around you. Like where are things? Like where is the fire exit, for right. example? Yeah. Like where are the bathrooms located? How far are those away? You know, is there yep. a, is there an office or a security booth or anything like that? Like where's that located? Right. You know, where where are the like the important structures? Is there a manager? Where's their office? Yeah. You know, wherever you're going. I, I just had a um I just had a gig this past weekend. It was an outdoor venue. My sister and brother in law happened to be in town, so they came to the to the show and my wife was telling me this piece about how like my brother-in-law basically like as soon as he gets there yeah he looks like he's lost like he's looking for you know where the girls are right but really like it's his thing he kind of like crosses his arms stands up stands up tall and just kind of scans the whole area and that's like his thing yeah my dad actually does the same thing when once my once my wife said that i was like oh my dad does the same thing it's like a security scan of like yeah where is everything where are the risks yeah. What do I need to be careful about? Like if you're here? driving in the highway, like where's my exit? Yeah. Where, you know, and yeah. it's, you know, someone might laugh at that, but it, it actually is a very good and it's an easy practice to put in place just to know like, where is everything? Yeah. How big is this stage? Yeah. Where am yeah. I going to slip off this thing? Oh yeah. Because you know people slip off the stage. There's, there's a thing like I have a, I have, you know, it's never happened to me yet, knock on wood, but I have this paranoid fear of like, you know, being the next Dave Grohl, not in the sense of right. being famous and unimaginably rich and getting to hang out. <laughs> There's with no fear the, of that. Like the cooler. Yeah. No, that's, that's never no going to happen. I don't fear that at all because <laughs> it's not even a possibility, but like falling off a stage and breaking something like that, yeah. Yeah. I could easily see myself doing. And so I'm super paranoid about that. You don't have to, I'm not telling the listeners they're going to be paranoid about it, but you should be aware of like, what's the space I'm going to be working in? Like how much room do I have to move around? Yeah. Like, where's the edge of the stage? And, it, oh, is there glass yeah. around the stage? Like yeah. window glass. Yeah. Yeah. Like people fly through that stuff. Who knows? Like, yeah. I mean, there can be all, like there can be risks when you look around, like what's the construction of the venue? Mm -hmm. Like how close are the tables that people sit at near the stage if there are right. some right like how close are those yeah do you have to be worried if somebody like you know comes in and sits down at one of those and like you said right. like they don't dig what you're doing like right. how close are they to you right to that do they present a risk yeah you know but yeah those i mean those structures and and things in the environment you know uh another yeah. here's another thing that occurs to me electrical Right. That has actually, so there was a place that one of my bands played monthly and the owner of this place, fantastic lady. We really liked her. And one thing I remember about that place is there was an outlet, there's an electrical outlet that we had to use. And it was, I mean, it was hanging, I mean, it was hanging in there by a thread, right? You know, it was like, <laughs> there's no way if an inspector showed up, there was no way that's going to pass code. And we had to use yeah. it. And every time I was worried that I was going to electrocute myself or, yeah. or somebody else, they did finally fix it. You know, after a year of gigs there, they, and, and we were so happy. I was, <laughs> at least I was, I was like, oh my God, I don't have to worry about dying anymore when I plug something in. 
Hey, you know, if you've ever gotten popped on the lip with a microphone. Yes. It's not fun. It's not fun, right? Yeah. Like, yeah. I, 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 I'm not sure if you could actually die, but it'll definitely wake you the, the heck up. Like, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> you, you, would, yeah, you'll you, know what happened. Sometimes like, you know, hello. it happens like a little, like a few seconds later, which is even yeah. weird. Like it hits and you're yeah. like, wait, what just happened? Like, yeah. That I really hurt. Zing. Why did, where did that zing <laughs> on my lip come from? So, you know, after, after I got hit a couple times that way, if there's like an extension cord that everything kind of plugs into. Yeah. I don't trust the extension cord. Yeah. Like yeah. why is everything going into one extension yeah. cord? Like a ground. I always problem. snake it back to like, where is this? Like, is that extension cord going into like the converter, like the three prong to the two prong? Right. Yes. I want to know about that. Yeah. Yeah. That, the famous hack. And then suddenly like when things are plugged up in a certain way, it's like, Suddenly you've lost your ground and then you become the ground, right. which is awesome. Oh, that's what they needed that third prong for. Yeah. Uh, Those crazy electricians. Yeah. But know yeah. your environment. I love it. I think that's great. Yeah. I like that. Yeah. And then there's also, you know, knowing the things around you is one thing, but then like being aware right. of the people around you as well. Yep. Right. And that's going to vary from place to place too. Right. You know, being able to read a crowd yep. is not just something you should lead to leave to the front man. It's something right. that every performer should kind of, you know, have an awareness, just hearing the tenor of what's going on in the joint. Like there's, there are times where you get lost in your music and, mm -hmm. you know, you're trying to have a certain kind of performance and, and that's great. And, you know, I'm not saying that you want to avoid that. Right. But, you know, definitely at those, those breaks between songs or, you know, when you're just kind of holding down a groove and you have some mental capacity to spare, yeah. right? Just be looking around, just kind of be aware of, you know, what's happening around you. Is there, are there, you know, is there a guy who's getting like, you know, right handsy or pushy with a woman that clearly is not with him at the bar? Or, right. You know, are there some guys who are starting to like kind of escalate their conversation to a point yep. where it seems more like an argument than uh yeah than a couple guys hanging out having fun or whatever right is there a group of folks that came in that started to cause some kind of intense yeah situation which yeah. may not and, and it happens and it may not be bad it's just a matter of like monitoring it watching that watching the people of the venue like yeah. do they recognize that it's going on yeah just making sure that you you know what the situation is so you don't get caught like blindsided. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Because if it's gonna happen, it's gonna happen. Whatever, yeah. whatever goes down is gonna go down. But at least be aware of it. And at least be in a spot where maybe from a musical standpoint, you can you can sometimes control that, you know. If it's heating up, don't, you know, whatever. Just be aware of where that's at. Yeah. Yeah. The awareness is really key. And yeah. You know, if you're going to be aware, I mean, this probably sounds, I, I don't want it to come off like school marmish, but, you know, I, and I like to go to a gig and, you know, I'll have a couple beers on stage and nothing, I don't get crazy, but, right. you know, I'll, you know, just something to, you know, take the edge off or whatever. Right. But you have to be able to be attentive. And that means you need to know your limits on stage. Like you can't 
if you're going to be in a place where there are some risks or where things aren't quite what you expected, the last thing you want to do is put yourself in a situation where you can't make a good judgment call. Right. Right. Totally. And be able to react, you know, timely when you need to. Exactly. Right. Not being able to do that is a, that, that is probably one of the, the, the biggest risks is like just, you know, having your, your normal behavioral circuits just dull shorted out. Yeah. yeah, Or whatever. Totally. Um, and then, you know, the, the story I told earlier was like, you know, a post gig thing and that kind of like, you know, that kind of makes me think of, you know, what are the other things that we can do after a gig to, you know, to be safe. Yeah. And, and a lot of that, you know, when we look at after the gig, a lot of that is about, you know, protecting your instruments and making sure like there's a lot of movement, you know, just be aware of, of where your instruments and, and equipment is going, making sure that, that there's either someone that's like on the other side of that collecting end where it's going yeah, or, or if it's just you like moving your own gear, yep. don't take shortcuts at like one in the morning, two in the morning, lock it up. Even if it's only a few steps, right. Lock the car, go back, get your stuff, come back, unlock. Like, you know, just kind of being fully aware of that and aware of what the surroundings are, wherever your car is and yeah, just kind of knowing. Like, is it well lit? Are you close enough to the venue? Like, I mean, yeah. I usually will move, like I'll get my stuff close to the venue. Yeah, so me that, too. Right. You know, whenever possible so that, you yep. know, I'm not in the, this dangerous situation of like just having this area of vulnerability where you're going from a structure yep. out across a lot or whatever. Right. You know, yeah. just, you know, it, these things sound small until they're not. Right. Yeah. That, and that's all of this safety stuff is about. Make sure like, you know, don't hang around the venue after it's closed and everyone's walking away and no oh, one cares yeah. and it gets quiet real fast. Yeah. Just have a plan with your bandmates, especially if you're yeah. out of town, like know where you're all going to go meet up. Yeah. Know who's yeah. driving. Yeah. If you're the guy that had like a little bit too much fun that gig, like. Don't be the driver. Don't be the driver. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, yeah, these exactly. are all like safety things that, that you just, you know, if you're gigging yeah. regularly, you need to keep yeah. it in a, because if not, then you're, you know, you're, you're increasing that, the chance, the risk. Yeah. And, and, and you know, there's, you know, you, you mentioned like have a plan, like if you're going to go hang out, don't do it after the closing of the venue or whatever. You know, one thing, and this just comes by, you know, way of a story that I heard is if you're planning a place to go, like don't plan it in the middle of the parking lot at full volume after everybody right. has left. Because, you know, who's out there listening or whatever. That's right. Very easy for them to follow your gear yeah. to wherever you're going. Right. And, you know, you go into Denny's to have, you know, late night yeah. breakfast at 3 a.m. And then you come out at 4.30 a.m. And That's everything's right. gone. Right. You know, because somebody, you know, heard what the plan was. So, you know, you got to be, you know, again, be able to make the judgment call of making those plans yeah. at the right time and place with the right amount of subtlety and privacy. That's know? right. And, you know, and part of this, yeah, part of this security thing is all, is just as you're mentioning, like the security yeah. of your own instruments. And sometimes I have to leave my instruments in my car, right? For an extended period, it's longer than I'd feel comfortable, right? But they've, for whatever reason, yeah. like they have to stay in the car. Yeah. I do not leave my instruments looking sexy as a mother, you know what? Yeah. Like in my yeah. car. Yeah. 
I try to like hide him or, under a tarp or, you know, yeah, whatever. I have like, like a blanket that I kind of yeah, throw over yeah. or just like kind of make it look just messy and weird. Yeah. Yeah. I'm not going to put like my nice, like mono case looking like beautiful right out there. Like, right. Ooh, look at me. Right. Because yeah. it's real easy to break a glass. That's right. You know, that's absolutely right. Yeah. And, you know, so we talked about the personal security and, you know, we're kind of, I think shading into the gear security aspects, which are also yeah. really important, right? And, you know, part of this is you don't want your gear to be stolen, right? right? But there's also the side of this that's just, just keeping your gear from getting injured, right? <laughs> right? Just yeah. like, you know, we want to keep your body from getting injured. You know, we also want you to keep your gear from getting injured. Right. Um. So, for example, you know, I talked about the, the wonky electrical circuit, right? right? I always had a uh, power conditioner or sur at least a surge protector between yeah. that and anything else that we were running. Totally. Because, you know, I if that, you know, if that electrical circuit went kerblooey, right, I didn't yeah. want to lose, you know, a $1,000 amp. Right. Because, you know, some wonky, you know, electrical right. outlet. Are conditioners expensive? No, they don't have to be. Yeah. No, I mean, you can get you can get ones that, you know, they're, they're, they run a range. Right. I would say if you're spending under a hundred dollars, it's probably not a very good power conditioner. Right. 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 It's not, not really a conditioner. Like it might be a surge protector, but yeah. maybe not even that. Okay. Um, but you know, they're 150 and up 200, yep. $300 will buy you a decent power yeah. conditioner, you know, like a Furman or something like that. Clearly, um, I don't have one. If I'm asking, <laughs> someone in my band does, but I'm always curious. Yeah, yeah so they're, I mean, they're they're good to have, you know. Yeah. But again, at least just have a, you know, even just a surge protector, right. like a thirty dollars surge protector, right. can can be the difference between you know losing your amp and, and yeah. not. Um, you know, and then there's instruments, right? Mm -hmm. Having a having a stand that is stable and in good yeah. condition. Like, don't bring an instrument without a stand. I, you know, I've. One of the bands I was working People with do recently. People do it all the time. Yeah. I mean, I was working with this guy and he bought this beautiful new guitar. Mm -hmm. Well, not, it wasn't new, but that was one of the reasons why it was so beautiful. It was amazing. Right. It was a, you know, a little bit older and it was like, this was a several thousand dollar guitar mm. and he just, you know, leave it lying up on his amp, you know, just angled, just, you know, literally just laying mm. against the amp where, you know, if anybody walked by it the wrong way or it could just, you know, get knocked over and, you know, suddenly the headstock is another piece. Yep. <laughs> the headstock yeah. becomes an accessory <laughs> instead of part Ugh. of your guitar. Or, you know, somebody could walk up to it and just snag it, you know? Cases are cheap. You can run pretty fast with a $9 or a nine-pound guitar. Yeah. You know? Yeah. I mean, I'm a minimalist, right, when it comes to, like, bringing gear on the stage, but always the stand. Yeah. I, I have, just can't. I have the the Velcro. I mean, it's that little Velcro yes. mark base. Um, I, you know, again, I'm always plugging these guys, but it was just so thoughtful. They make this little Velcro thing that you just, if your amp is covered in the, you know, the fuzzy material or whatever, you right. know, the fabric, um, you you can just Velcro this thing to your amp. You don't need to bring a stand. You can just have your guitar leaning on your amp, but it's it's held there by this Velcro, and I mean, it's super stable. It's you know. It's not going to just yeah. like fall open. There's no way for that to happen. It's like, it's some, this is some right. serious NASA level. Right. Velcro. So what do you put under your base for that? 
I usually don't put anything, you know, mm-hmm. uh, if, as long as I'm on a carpeted, you know, if I'm in a, uh, you know, in a if carpeted a, thing. If it's a hard yeah. surface, do you? If it's, if it's a hard surface, then, um, I usually have like a cleaning cloth or something right. in my case yep. and I'll just throw that underneath, yeah. you know? Um, but yeah, that's, I mean, definitely like it's, it's easy to keep your instrument out of danger is, is the thing. Yeah. Yeah. And, you know, I guess one last point about, you know, the stage is, we talked about amps, we talked about your guitars. Yeah. You know, we talked a little bit about electricity, but you know, what's the one thing that we all kind of do, whether it's, you know, whether it's a, a beer or whether it's water or whatever, you're probably bringing liquid on stage right. at some point. That's right. And, you know, doesn't mix well with <laughs> electrical gear. So he's like that uncomfortable moment of like, what do I do with this? Anyways, <laughs> I got this drink in my hand. <laughs> Yet I have to play. Yet I have to play, right? Where, do Where does I put it go? It? Well, one place you don't want to put is like on top of your amp. That's a very bad place to put that yeah. stuff. Yeah. 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 We can start there. Where not to put it. Yeah. Don't right? put it on your amp. Uh, and, you know, frankly, don't put it on the stage. Right. Like by itself, like, you know, you know, and, and I'm, I've been guilty of this too. Sure. And, you know, one time out of three, I end up always, knocking yeah. the darn drink. You know, maybe it's bad just water. And, and but, when you're on stage, like bad enough that you have to deal with like the cables. Yeah. Right. Yeah. yeah. Which is just like, just figuring out the cables as is, right? Yes. Like, however, that's all lined up and tangled and try to like neaten them up as much as possible. But then you add like a, another, it's like you're adding more obstacles Right. You're just making that. your life harder. Yeah. So, you know, where do you put your drink then? Um, right. You know, I have one of the best gifts I ever got. And I, I joke about it every mm-hmm. time I do a gig. Well, maybe not every time, but I, I joke about it quite a bit, which is, you know, I take this out of my bag and I'm always like, oh, most important piece of equipment is getting ready here. And I take it out. It's this, basically, it's this Gibraltar. It's, it's, it's like a, it's a, hinged piece of hardware that you just it it attaches around a, a mic stand mm-hmm. and you tighten it up with these flywheels just like a you know drum hardware right. because it's literally made out of it's made out of steel it's like indestructible yeah and then it's got this you know this net and basically it's just a cup holder it's like a fabric cup right holder, <laughs> right but it's indestructible it's not one of those yeah. plastic dealies right it's like this thing right. is going to be with me until i'm you know until i'm dead and gone i'll pass it on to my kids or something or my grandkids <laughs> and it's <laughs> An and it's heirloom. great cuz you you know you put it on your mic stand and yeah. it's it's not very heavy but you can put your drink right next to the mic stand you can reach it it's out of your way you're not going to knock it over it's at hand and it's not going to fall over into your amp or anything right. else so you know this is wild, but I actually have, so I have this, I found it in like a, a bargain bin, you know, like the items that the music store is just trying to like get rid of. And it was a plastic tray that clips yeah. on to your mic stand. Yeah. And so it's basically like, if I could imagine, it's, it's more than a half moon. It's like a three quarters moon shape, right? It's like a very small dinner tray. Almost. It's like a small dinner tray. Yeah. Like from <laughs> one end to the other, like if you, if it completed the full circle, the diameter yeah. would be probably, you know, 10, 10 to 12 inches. Yeah. Yeah. That's great. So it's got quite a bit of room. You can put a- One side, it has like a cup holder, yeah. a nice wide cup holder and yeah. deep and all plastic, yeah. right? Hard plastic. Yeah. And then and then it has like an edge around the, the, the circle, yep. right? 
So you can put like your phone, you can put your keys. Like I, I could put like my newspaper on there. That's great. Like, it's just a whole thing right there. Yeah. So there's another hack that I saw somebody do, which is a, um, like take a, a, you know, you know, those rack cases, like there are a few of them here in the studio, right. you know, there's the rack cases where you have your amps and stuff. You know, if you just pull off the lid of one of those, right. Put it on stage, like on the, like on the drum riser Oh, or at worst, like in the perimeter, like out of the way, right. right? If you, if you don't have any other alternatives, put your drinks in that lid because if they fall over, right. all that happens is the liquid's going to collect That's in right. the lid and it's right. not going to get all over your cables, you know, whatever else is on the floor or your amp or your amp. Yeah. Yeah. So, I mean, that's definitely like, it's the way to go. Yeah. Yeah. So, you know, and the thing I always try and remember is, you know, remember that the equipment that you're using sometimes is not yours. Like if you go to a jam or, right. you know, you sit in with somebody or, you that's know, right. the last thing that you want to do is leave them with this impression. Oh, that guy came and they spilled beer all over my amp or right. you know, whatever. <laughs> what a terrible spot to be in. Yeah, you won't get that. Yeah. You won't get a call back. For yeah. Sure. Forget his playing. That was even worse. <laughs> <laughs> he was drunk and he spilled everything. That's right. <laughs> oh, man. Well, that's as good a place to stop as any, I guess. Um, you know, we hope that you guys have gotten something out of this little chat on security and, and safety of gigs. And we hope that you'll remain safe and secure for your gigs. Do you have any tips for other musicians on how to be safe and secure, both in their person and their gear? If you do, we would love you to share those with us. Um, go to our Facebook page or group. Uh, just look for Practical Bass. Find us there. You can join up with our community there and, and leave us a message. We'd love to, to hear from you. You can also email us at podcast at practicalbase.com or visit us at the practicalbase.com website and use the contact form there. That'll come by email to me and Dave. We read everything that we get there. Most importantly, we hope you guys will subscribe to this podcast and share it with fellow musicians, especially bass players, but not just them. We're, we welcome musicians of all types. Um, you can also find us on the other socials, Google+, Twitter, Instagram. Uh, we really do look forward to hearing from you. Um, and we really hope that you will subscribe to the podcast. Um, it's very easy. If you're if you're not familiar with the operation, you can visit the website at practicalbase.com slash subscribe for some hints. But it really is this easy. If you have an iPhone, just use the podcasts app. You can use Google Play Music on your Android device. You can use iTunes on your Mac OS computer or Stitcher Radio on any platform and search for Practical Base. And then when the subscribe link comes up, Hit it and you will get a new episode delivered to you fresh, hot off the press, every week. And of course, it's absolutely free, as always. So until then, I'm Paul Freeld. I'm Dave Guzman. And this has been Practical Base. Thanks for listening. I walk, um, I walk up to the house and then like, like the door was kind of open mm -hmm. and then a Rottweiler starts like coming at me. <laughs> oh <my God. laughs> I'm like, <"Mother> <laughs> <laughs>
I run with my, <laughs> drop my amp. <laughs> I take my bass. That's how you know what's more important. Right. I drop this, the this amp is heavy and it's going to slow me down. <laughs> I'll save the bass. Yeah. <laughs> drop the wife, take the baby. Yeah.